Hey there, future fans! This week, we have a very wholesome episode. We have butterflies, books, and puppets. It's the week of August 24th, 2018, and you are listening to episode 101 of Future Flicks with Billiam. Welcome to the show, everyone. That is right. It is episode 101. You know, part of me wishes I did something a little bigger for episode 100, um, but I'm a lazy piece of shit and I didn't want to uh, think of anything. So we just did a giveaway and the regular episode. Maybe when I hit the next milestone, I'll do something. I, I don't know. But as for this week, we have another regular episode for you and i hope that's what you come back for each and every week because otherwise you've been coming back for 100 episodes going when's he going to do something different why does he talk so much what's a podcast i said no salt on my margarita well actually before we get into the full show i would like to say thank you to everyone i got a lot of love when i hit episode 100 uh, but it was really nice getting all that love and i also, I'd like to give out to Jessica G, who spoke up and let herself be known. Did not enter the contest, but hey, next time, thank you very much for your kind words. It, it means the world to me. And Frat Matt, I just messaged you about winning the, um, the, the contest. God, that shouldn't have been so hard to think of. Wow. I just messaged you. Sorry it's so late. Uh, my wife and I have been doing still a lot of moving. And we're getting kitties soon. Hope, hopefully. Hopefully. We, we have to meet the kitties first. We have to make sure it's a good match. Basically, in this part, she's the adult and I'm the kid. I'm like, oh, I don't care. I just want a cat. That cat's fine. Yeah, whatever. Get it over here. And she's like, we have to make sure like they get along, what are their histories, all this stuff. And so, yes, I'm a gigantic child. And that this is something we've always known, I, I believe. I believe you guys know this. Anne knows it. My parents know it. My coworkers know it. Everyone knows that I am a... I'm a big, I'm a big baby, but I am sorry. This episode is late. Anna and I took a trip around San Jose doing one of the nerdiest things possible, going from library to library, hitting their book sale section and buying a crap ton of books. But we are back and here I am with episode 101. So let me do the introduction, then we can get into the news. So what is this show? Who am I? Who is this madman you are listening to? Well, let me answer that. You are listening to future Flicks with Billiam. I am your host, Billiam. I am from somewhatnerdy.com, where I am a blogger that should that hasn't been doing much blogging lately, but I, I I'll, I'll definitely try to get back into it because I was really good for a while, wasn't I? I did so many. I did like a couple months of a, a blog a week, and and then okay, well I moved, and you know I've been blaming a lot of stuff on the move, but you know I, I think a lot of you, if you have moved, you'll understand it is big. Sh it is a big deal. And true, there are a lot of times at night I could have done notes or I could have worked on a blog, but at night I was just like, you know what? Let's um let's sleep. But anyway, yes, I work for somewhatnerdy.com, and this is their second podcast on the network. The first being Somewhat Nerdy Radio, and the third being Nerds of the Squared Circle. On this show, 
I am all alone. I have no co-hosts yet. One day I'll convince Anne to join me. But on this show, I go over movie news. I go over any new trailers. And the news and trailers are just things that caught my eye. I'm not going to hit everything, but just stuff that I've noticed. If I ever miss something, you can let me know going, hey, Billiam, you missed this story or you missed this trailer. I think it's worth talking about and I will talk about it on the next episode. After the news and trailers, I go over movies that are coming out during the week and I break them up into two categories. Those two categories are the first are indie movies and limited releases. So these are movies that just won't get a wide release and I don't see the need to talk about them in in length. In this section, I go over what the movie's about, who's in it, and then usually I move on. Sometimes I'll say a couple words about it, but normally it's just what's about who's in it. And I move on. And then when that section is done, we go over the wide releases and interesting indies. And in that section, I go over, of course, what the movie's about and who's in it. And I give more thoughts on it. And I wrap that all up with a score. Each of those movies gets a score, which I call the Billiams interest level score or the bill score which goes anywhere from a zero for those terrible terrible movies to a 11 or to an 11 for those movies you just just have to watch then the show ends with a question of the week which will go on as long as i can think of questions of the week which i haven't repeated which means that segment could end without warning just one week going okay that's it uh i don't have anything for this week so i guess no more question of the week but Until that day happens, we will have a question of the week each and every week. Well, let's go over how you can listen to me. You can find me on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, and any podcast app. You can find me on the Somewhat Nerdy website, the Somewhat Nerdy Facebook page. And how do you get in contact with me? You can hit me up on Twitter and Instagram at BilliamSWN. You can message me on the Facebook page, on the website, on SoundCloud is a great way. SoundCloud is a fantastic way because I can see them all labeled right there in front of me. And I am not perfect. I miss things when people send me messages and I miss it, especially if your name is Critter. I miss his a lot. And uh, you know, I'm thankful that it's at least a friend that I miss all the time and not some random listener who may get offended. So yes, Critter, I I am sorry for all those times. But hey, better you than someone else, right? Because you understand. Thanks, buddy. Well, that is it for the housekeeping. So let's jump into the first segment, which as always is the news. Jason Bloom, the head of Bloomhouse Productions, did a Q&A on the Twitters and things got interesting. Lucky for him, It didn't get interesting in a scandalous kind of way. No dick pics for us, but it got interesting in the possibly cool kind of way. He was asked many questions, and some of the ones he answered have the potential to breathe new life into dead properties. First and foremost, the Dark Universe from Universal. You remember 2017's The Mummy, right? Sure, it was critically panned and people hated it, but it's much more enjoyable if you go into it expecting a stupid action flick, which I did, so I did enjoy it. Was it good? No. It was fun. It was a Tom Cruise action movie. If you go into this movie expecting that, you won't be disappointed. So yes, I enjoyed it. But if you're one of the many who got their hopes too high or just went into the movie with their head in the wrong place and didn't like it, there may be hope. Jason Bloom said he'd be very interested in taking over the reins for the defunct property. He also mentioned that he tried to get the rights for Friday the 13th 
and The Crow, and was also interested in Scream. While there are a lot of people who don't like the direction Bloomhouse takes their films, you have to admit that they are the future of horror. And I hope he gets his way. Like, horror wouldn't be where it is or as mainstream now if it wasn't for people like Bloomhouse, like James Wan, like Jordan Peele. Without people like them, horror would still be this black sheep of the movie family. But yes, I hope he gets his way. None of this Dark Universe or Friday the 13th stuff is anything more than talk at the moment, but you can sh be sure that Bloom is going to try to talk his way into as many franchises as he can. Folks, have you noticed commercials while watching Netflix? Well, you're not alone. Slash Film is reporting that many people have complained about the media giant's latest test. Apparently, the ads aren't like the ones you'll see on network TV. Instead, it's just promos for their own content. Netflix released a statement saying that their aim was to see if this move could help their users find enjoyable content that might have otherwise passed them by. Because you know, none of us just browse Netflix looking for something to watch. That never happens. So yes, we need it shoved in our face. Thank you, Netflix. In some terrible yet expected news, Disney has said that they won't rehire James Gunn. They are sticking to their original decision, or sticking to their guns, if you will or in a way not sticking to their guns, uh, they're sticking to their original decision to terminate him after a series of off-color tweets from his past have surfaced. There were a lot of people hoping that all the backlash and outcry over this decision, coupled with the support from the Guardian's actors, as well as select people from behind the Me Too movement, would change the media conglomerate's mind. But Gunn reported on Thursday the 16th that he is to remain fired. Dave Bautista was most outspoken against this, comparing Disney's decision to Trump and the Make America Great Again movement. Variety reported that Disney chairman Alan Horn met with Gunn to explain their decision, and people in the meeting said it was, quote, civil and professional, end quote. Guardians 3 is set to start production this year for a 2020 release, and while I doubt Disney will change your mind, we'll see what happens between now and then. For those of you who have heard about the buzz regarding the Watchmen TV show on HBO, you'll be happy to hear that the company has ordered a full season from writer Damon Lindoff from Lost in the Leftovers. The cast so far is made up of Regina King, Jeremy Irons, Don Johnson, Tim Blake Nelson, and Lou Gossett Jr. This was reported on by The Playlist. In our second week of James Bond news, producers Michael G. Wilson and Barbara Broccoli, as well as actor Daniel Craig, took to Twitter and announced that director Danny Boyle is stepping away from Bond. They cite creative differences, and it seems to be about Boyle's vision for the spy. The script for the film was written by John Hodge, who co-wrote Train Spotting, and Boyle wanted to direct the film his own way with his own vision, but apparently that wasn't going to happen. Now it's uncertain if the John Hodge script will be made without Boyle, or if they'll turn to the writers for the last four Bond films, Neil Purvis and Robert Wade. There's also no say if this will affect the November 8th, 2019 release. And finally in the news, Dora the Explorer has a dad. And more importantly, they've cast the dad. Actor Michael Pena has been tapped for the role. This was reported on by Variety. And ladies and gentlemen, that was it for the news. Let's move into everyone's favorite segment, the trailer trove. Avast, and welcome to the trailer trove. Alright everyone, there's this little movie coming out called Arizona. 
starring Danny McBride, Rosemary DeWitt, and Luke Wilson, and it takes place during 2009's housing crisis. DeWitt plays a realtor who gets kidnapped by a disgruntled man after she witnesses the murder of her boss. Her boss was killed by Sonny, played by McBride, because he lost everything after being told what a smart move buying a house would be. McBride kills the boss, she sees, he sees her sees, so he kidnaps her, and uh, hilarity ensues, maybe? Or maybe this will just be super dark and awkward. No saying yet, and of course no saying when the release date is as well. Next up, we have a first trailer for a film called Green Book. This is based on a true story about jazz pianist Don Shirley and a concert tour he went on in the Deep South during the 1960s, which was a terrible idea. Okay, quick aside, um, I'd be torn if I was him, if, if I was Don Shirley. I would really be torn at this time because you would have a lot of listeners in the Deep South because there were a lot of black people in the Deep South. But also in the Deep South, you have a ton of racism. You have a ton of segregation. You have a ton of white people being asked someone just because of the color of their skin and it's not safe it's going to be really dangerous and it's going to be really hard but what do you say to your fans who live in that in those areas what do you say to them or what do you say to the white people who want to hear you and want to pay money to hear you but also don't think you're a person so that's tough but check this shit out. It, it is pretty cool. Uh, so you could guess the trip itself wasn't that great. Shirley is, like I said, was being harassed, even attacked at times, and told he couldn't eat at certain places due to the color of his skin. And Lip, a hot-headed former bouncer and host for the Copacabana nightclub, was hired as his driver. Lip got into a lot of trouble while losing his temper after watching the discrimination and how Shirley was treated. Who is Lip? We'll, we'll go over that in a bit. Well, let me just tell you that he's famous in his own right. Like I said, he worked at the Copacabana where he met people like Frank Sinatra, Tony Bennett, Bobby Darin, and also Francis Ford Coppola. And this part takes place after this movie. So Francis Ford Coppola gave him a role as an extra in The Godfather. Lip would then go on to act in such films as Goodfellas Don and Donnie Brasco. He was also a series regular in The Sopranos. But before all that happened, he was hired as a driver for Don Shirley, and he was the one that drove Don Shirley around on this concert tour in the Deep South. Now, Lip learns from Shirley about a nonviolent approach to discrimination. But it takes a little time to learn this because Don Shirley's gut reaction is to punch faces and kick asses while don shirley's like no that's that is not what we do this film is set to come out november 21st 2018 it looks really good and it stars vigo mortensen as lip and Mershala ali as shirley chris pine has a new movie coming out in select theaters and on netflix it's called outlaw king and it's based on the true story of robert the bruce who is a gentleman who had a really bad name what's your last name the Bruce. <laughs> it's terrible. I'm sorry. I know that the, like, this takes place in, like, the 1200s, 1300s. I, I forgot exactly when. But uh, people were named stuff like that back then. I mean, hell, way back in the day, um, a last name like um, Johnson was John's son. So uh, that, that's a whole nother discussion for an entirely different podcast, not this one. But anyway, this is about Robert the Bruce, a Scottish king who repelled the larger English army. This actually looks like Netflix's most ambitious movie yet, because when I was watching the trailer, I thought this was going to be some studio flick that was coming out uh, with a wide release. But nope, it comes out in select theaters only September 9th, and then it hits 
Netflix. And if you're wondering, Robert the Bruce and William Wallace are different. Robert the Bruce took over as Lord or whatever of, of Scotland after William Wallace. So I forgot what William Wallace's official title was, but Robert the Bruce took over for that. And then there's a King of Scotland before Robert the Bruce, John, John something. And then Robert the Bruce took over for him too. So yes, another movie where we get to look at the atrocities committed by the English Empire. Yay! Woo! So we, speaking of Netflix, we have another uh, another trailer, but this one's for a show. <clears throat> but the only reason I mention it is because I loved season one of the show a lot. If you haven't watched American Vandal yet, do yourself a favor and watch it. It is hilarious and really well done. And guess what? On September 14th, season two is coming out and it looks like more of the same, which I cannot wait for. This show stars Tyler Alvarez and Griffin Gluck as Peter and Sam, two high school students who wanted to get to the bottom of a case of vandalism at their school. Someone painted dicks on all the faculty's cars. A kid was immediately suspended over this, but claims he's innocent, so they look into it to find out who really did it, or if the kid is lying. Season 2 is about another school coming to Peter and Sam after their Netflix documentary, sarcastic air quotes, uh, airs, and asks them for help finding out who put laxatives in the school's lemonade, causing an, an entire lunchroom to shit themselves. So from what I can tell, the only two returning characters from season one are Peter and Sam. It doesn't surprise me because I don't know what else they could have done. But if you haven't watched this show, give it a shot. It's done like a documentary-esque kind of Dateline type thing, but it's, it's all fiction. And finally, the only other trailer of note was for a low-budget horror that didn't look bad called Malicious. This is about a woman who suffers a miscarriage after moving into a new house with her professor husband. She starts seeing things, and with the help of a paranormal expert, they find out that the house is haunted. There's no release date set yet, but this stars Josh Stewart from The Collector. And and I'm not sure how to say this next name. I had to look it up to make sure I didn't type it wrong in the notes, but Boy, Boyana... Novakovic. I believe Bohana is how you say it. It's spelled B-O-J-A-N-A. -A. Either that is Bojana or Bojangles. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is it for the trailer trove. Let's take a break and listen to a word from our friends at Somewhat Nerdy Radio. Stay tuned. Are you troubled by a lack of common interest in your social sphere? Do you experience feelings of nostalgic sentiment in your day-to-day -day life? Do your family or coworkers not understand your quotes, quips, or references? If the answer is yes, then don't wait another minute. Pick up the phone and download the nerdiest professionals in the galaxy. Somewhat Nerdy Radio. Our nerdy and informative hosts are available 24 hours a day on your favorite podcast app to fill all your super nerdy needs. Good, Good journey, journey, nerds. Download and subscribe Somewhat Nerdy Radio, Future Flicks with Billiam, and Nerds of the Squared Circle on iTunes, SoundCloud, your favorite podcast app, or stream us at somewhatnerdy.com. Good journey, nerds. All right, everyone, we are back. We are back with the limited releases. Uh, this week, I actually think it's a little even. Oh, no, it's a little bigger in favor of the wide releases. We have four limited releases and five wide releases and in interesting indies. So you know what? Let, let's just get on with it. Let's go. Let's go into the limited releases in our first movie called An L.A. Minute. 
Best-selling author Ted Gold is tired of writing hack novels for Hollywood to turn into movies, so he decides he wants to work on literature. One day, he meets a young avant-garde performance artist named Velocity, and with his help, she takes off and becomes more famous than he ever was. In a twist, he loses all of his money and notices that she's still at the top where he once was. This stars Kiersey Clemens from Neighbors 2, Sorority Rising, Gabrielle Byrne from The Usual Suspects, or Gabriel Byrne, sorry, Gabriel Byrne from The Usual Suspects, and Bob Bablin from Gosford Park. A quick note about this. It looks interesting, but just basic and not interesting enough to warrant effort. But if maybe one day you see this on a streaming service or you see this at Redbox, or you see this somewhere, maybe check it out. Why not? Next is a documentary called John McEnroe in the Realm of Perfection. This is a documentary set at the final of the 1984 French Open between John McEnroe and Ivan Lendl, back when McEnroe was the world's top player. So if you love tennis and love to watch McEnroe being an asshole, then maybe watch this documentary. Next up is a film called Beautifully Broken. Three fathers from different countries fight to save their families and themselves with the help of the power of forgiveness and God's love. Yeah, don't watch this. It's a, a shitty basic church movie. And for my regular listeners, uh, I'm sorry that I repeat this a lot, but there's certain things that every once in a while I feel like I need to bring up again. And this is one of them. That just because it's a Christian-themed movie doesn't automatically mean it's going to be bad. But there are those certain types of movies that it just seems like they don't try, that they just throw together a basic plot and pick some mediocre actors and they go, okay, there we go. It's lazy. I'm surprised Kirk Cameron's not in this. If you love yourself some God, watch something else. And finally, in the limited release section, we have a movie called Support the Girls. The general manager of a Hooters-esque sports bar must survive a really long, strange day, which involves everything from a man being mean to her waitress to a man stuck in a vent and even including a fight breaking out. She wants to leave, but she can't bring herself to walk away from the girls she's come to care for. This stars Regina Hall from Scary Movie, Haley Lou Richardson from Split, and Dylan Galula from Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. And this seems okay. It seems like it could be funny, just like what you come to expect from a Netflix original movie. Not the new stuff they're putting out that seems to be a lot better, but just the early Netflix originals where it just seems like it's like Sandy Wexer and shit like that. This is what it seems like. Well, folks, that is it for the limited section. Let's take one more break before we get into the wide releases. And that break is a word from our friends at Nerds of the Squared Circle. Stay tuned. Nerds of the Squared Circle on SomewhatNerdy.com Nerds of the Squared Circle on SomewhatNerdy.com Nerds of the Squared Circle on SomewhatNerdy.com Hi, I'm Sam Jericho of SomewhatNerdy.com's Nerds of the Squared Circle. Join me, Snarf Chris, and the dude with the headband. We talk about wrestling and more wrestling. Do you like wrestling? Yeah! Then you should listen to our podcast. Do you not like wrestling? You should still listen to our podcast. Someone to read a comms, Nerds of the Squared Circle. Subscribe to us on iTunes or your favorite podcast app today. Nerds of the Squared Circle on SomewhatNerdy.com. And we're back. We are back with the wide releases and interesting indies. And let's start out with a film called AXL or Axel. Axel is a top-secret robotic dog who is left for dead in a scrapyard and is found by Miles, a dumb kid who loves dirt bikes. The two bond after Miles 
pairs himself with Axel and he'll do whatever it takes to protect his new toy. I'm sorry, I mean friend. This stars Alex Neustater, I think is how you say it, from Colony, Becky G from Power Rangers, and Thomas Jane from 61. Okay, everyone, do you, do you remember that tumor from last year that was called Monster Trucks that starred Lucas Till? I would much rather watch that. It looks so much better as in a, a better quality movie. It looks better written, looks better acted, directed, everything about it looks better. This film looks like garbage. It looks like some toy company wanted to invent a new toy series, so they made a movie to go along with it and didn't even try, but they forgot to release the toy. That's what this really feels like. Basic-ass plot, really bad CG, it just, nothing about this is good. I cannot recommend this for anyone. The only good thing I can say about this is that I would rather watch this than watch Meet the Feebles again. That That is it. And that is not saying much. Axel, you'd say one out of 11. Next up, ladies and gentlemen, is a film called The After Party. An aspiring rapper goes viral after he throws up on Wiz Khalifa and has a seizure after smoking the dankest weed he's ever had. His career is over before it even started, but his manager and best friend has one last idea. That idea is getting him into a wild New York City after party and trying to get him a mic so he can impress the rap world's elite. But getting him into the party isn't as easy as they would hope. This is a Netflix original movie starring Kyle, who, who, who's a rapper, I guess, and Harrison Holzer from Sex Tape, and a bunch of rappers are in this. This looks like it could be interesting. It could be funny, but I, I'm not sure if I'm ever going to see it. And, and it's one of those movies, you know, and you all know this type of movie where you watch it or you watch a trailer and you go, huh, OK, I may enjoy that. And then it immediately leaves your mind. You never think of it again. And if you're remember back in the day when Blockbuster was still a thing, when your local video store was still a thing, you're walking around on Friday or Saturday night looking for something to watch, and you see a movie like that, you're like, oh, I could watch this, or I could pick up something entirely different. And you always do it. This, this is never the movie you watch. This is always a movie where you go, huh, maybe. But the good thing is that since it's on Netflix, if it ever strikes your fancy, you could watch it. So I would just maybe put this on your list if the if the trailer interests you at all and then it maybe just keep it on there for a couple of years before you take it off i don't know the after party gets a 4.5 out of 11 ladies and gentlemen with three movies left the next movie on the list is called papillion this is a remake of a 1973 steve mcqueen and dustin hoffman movie of the same name it's about writer henry Cherrier, who goes by the nickname papillon I think I said that right the second time, Papillon, which means butterfly, who was convicted of murder and sent to the French Guiana penal colony of Devil's Island. There he met Louis Degas, not to be confused with the artist Degas, and offered him protection in return for money. Money Degas smuggled in that could help them both escape. This stars Charlie Hunnam from Sons of Anarchy and Rami Malek from Mr. Robot. And when you think of movies that need to be remade, when you think of a movie that deserves it, when you think of a movie that you go, yes, that one, that is what I want to see remade. This is what I need to see on the big screen with modern actors and current technology. This is not one of those movies. This is really not what I think of or what I think anyone thinks of. 
I really want to ask the people behind this, why? Why this movie? Was there nothing else to remake? Has Hollywood really remade everything else except for, you know, like classics like Gone with the Wind and shit like that? Has everything else been done that you choose this? I'm not saying the original was a bad movie. Steve McQueen, Dustin Hoffman, what's night? What's not to love? But who the f*** remembers this movie? Out of people I know, that I know personally, I can think of maybe three that would remember this film or that would even know it. Two who would rem remember it would be my parents, and then one who would know it would be Brian Q, if anyone. But that's not really saying anything about the movie itself, is it? I'm just kind of confused. Confused as to why. But this, as a movie, it, look, it looks okay. It looks like we get a good performance out of Charlie Hunnam, who, whose stock was on the rise for quite a while there. He was in a, a lot of big movies, and then pfft, nothing. And I don't think he did anything up. I don't think he's been accused of sexual harassment or killed someone. I don't think there's any reason for him to have exploded like that. Who knows? Maybe he's a huge ass. I don't know. I just know that for a while there, after Sons of Anarchy was actually still on the air, and then a little after, he was in everything, and then nothing. And then Rami Malek, his talk is just on the rise now, so I can see why they would be both in this movie. Charlie Hunnam's okay. Rami Malek, I've never seen him in something I didn't like him in. So that movie has this going for it. It also has the fact that it's a true story, so you can learn yourself something. You can get some knowledge up in your dome, but unless it's some random Jeopardy question or your local bar has really up hard trivia questions you won't really need this i guess the only reason that you should see this movie is if you really want to watch a remake of this film or if something about the story really interests you do you want to watch shawshank redemption but on french on french guiana and not nearly as good then watch this movie papillon gets a five out of eleven Two movies left, folks, and then we are done. Well, then we have the question of the week, and then we are done. The next movie, and the one that didn't make it as a pick, but, but was close, was called, or is called, The Bookshop. Set in East Anglia in England, 1959, Florence Green moves into a small town and opens up a bookstore in a local historic building, much to the shock and dismay of some of the small town's wealthy people. Her business flounders after retaliation from the socialites, but she may find hope with a rich recluse when he shows interest in her and her bookstore. This stars Emily Mortimer from The Newsroom, Bill Nye from Love Actually, and Patricia Clarkson from Easy A. I love books. You all know this. This is not a secret. In fact, I, I am planning on writing more book reviews for Somewhat Nerdy. I also really love these slice-of-life slash semi-romantic movies. They're really my jam. And so combine the two, add actors and actresses that are really good, or at least ones that I'm, I think are really good, and you have a winning recipe. The thing is that remember, folks, when I talk about a movie that's a pick of the week, when I think of one that deserves a big pick of the week, I usually think of ones that are going to benefit the most from the experience of the big screen. So this week does not have a blockbuster. Blockbuster season seems to be over. Of course, fall and winter are going to have big movies, are going to have big blockbusters in them, but the season for it, when we get the most of them, seems to be over now. 
But the movie that's a pick of the week still is something I think would really benefit more from the big screen. While Bookshop, or the Bookshop, I think, if it's a type of movie you want to watch, if if this if this speaks to you at all, it would be just as good on a small screen or or whatever you choose to watch it on. I think this is going to be a cute movie, uh, something maybe uplifting, because we have this woman who wants to open a bookstore. I'd love to open a used bookstore one day. F- yeah. But then she gets all this sh- from these local rich people who are like, oh, no, you should not do this with this historic building. Instead, you should go curl up and die, and then we will do something else with it. And before she can totally go bankrupt, she has this rich old dude go, oh, you're, you're quite interesting. You love books. I love books. Why don't we help each other? And then maybe they start to fall for each other. But are they? Because like he's really old. She's younger. Uh, but is it love or is it just like a really strong friendship? Who knows? Well, we will know if we watch the movie. But uh, this looks this looks interesting. It looks cute. There's nothing wrong with interesting and cute. But the thing is that a British period piece that's a drama with a little hint of romance may not be everyone's bag. That may not be your thing. You may never want to watch a movie like this. And to that, I go, okay, I, I, I get it. And I, I'm glad that a lot of my listeners, at least the ones that have interacted with me, understand that this show is all my opinion. It's like a couple weeks ago, or was it last week? Ah, time. Time, who cares about that, right? When I picked Patient Zero over Mile 22, maybe there's some of you that went, oh yes, that is a very good decision, good job. And some of you who went, the f***? Really? Uh, But because this is my show, that's why I'm so boners up about this movie. I think it looks good. I think it looks entertaining and cute. And I want to watch it. I will watch this. I may even own it. If you like those types of movies, this is what you should watch. The Bookshop gets an 8.5 out of 11. And finally, we have the pick of the week. And I know for a fact that this is something that uh, the Watch Your Mouth podcast and I disagree on. But here we go anyway, because this is my show, bitches. I don't don't know what I was going for with that voice. I I, I really don't. But anyway, the future flicks pick of the week is called The Happy Time Murders. When the puppet cast of an 80s children TV show begin to get murdered one by one, a disgraced LAPD detective turned private eye puppet takes on the case, but he's paired with an LAPD detective. This stars Melissa McCarthy from Spy, Elizabeth Banks from Power Rangers, Maya Rudolph from Bridesmaids, Leslie David Baker from The Office, Joe McHale from Community, and features the voice of Bill Beretta, who has been voicing the Muppets for a while now. He does such voices as Rolf, Pepe the Prawn, and the Swedish Chef. And here's the thing about this movie. It's going to be pretty polarizing in a number of ways. The first is the fact that this is a comedy that mixes puppets and humans. For some reason, that itself is a very polarizing thing. There are some people who who even look at comedies and go, oh, that has puppets and it's weird. And okay, if if that's so weird for you, I... Good luck living your white bread life. And also has Melissa McCarthy in it, an actress I once didn't like, but and opened my eyes. She showed me more of her roles, and I and I still see how she kind of plays the same character each time, but I also can see the differences in them. So I can appreciate her more, and now I really like her. Spy was a great movie. I loved it. I love the heat. But this is the thing. When we have an actor or actress like this, just like with Chris Farley movies, a big fan of Chris Farley can 
would be able to pick apart the different characters and show you the differences in them. But if you're not a fan, they're all the same. Same with Will Ferrell, same with all these other people, all these big comedic actors. If you're not a fan, you're not going to see the differences and you're going to think they're all the same. So that's another polarizing thing about this movie. The other thing is it's raunchy, dirty, and adult. And that also is going to turn some people off. So this movie isn't going to do really well. And I hope that the studio realizes that just because our movies usually don't do as well in theaters. And coupled with everything else, it's going to limit the is going to limit the audience even more i however think this movie looks hilarious i think it's going to be great i think it looks like what meet the feebles could have been if you're new and you don't know what i'm talking about you should take the meet the feebles challenge which was developed by critter from somewhat nerdy and the watch your mouth podcast meet the feebles is arguably one of the worst movies ever made and we or he more specifically challenges you to meet the feebles this is what would happen if more talented people got a whole or got that idea. Like, let's do this human and puppet together type of movie, make it a raunchy adult comedy, but not really f***ing creepy and really gross. I mean, there's some really gross jokes. Like there, there's, I think in the Red Band trailer, he like orgasms like this silly string substance all over the room because he's like banging a hooker in his office or something. And normally if we watch a movie and there's a detective banging a hoofer, hooker, hooker, <laughs> he's banging a hoofer. And normally if we go watch a movie and there's a detective banging a hooker in his office and he ejaculates all over the place, we're going to be like, uh, no, thank you. I will not watch this movie. But because it's a puppet, it's okay because his ejaculate is silly string or something like that. And yeah, that makes it okay. Uh, so yeah, I I hope that people know what they're getting into. That's why I think before you see a movie, if it has a red band trailer, you should watch it. And that's uh, this is another reason why I think parents should be more aware of what their kids see. Because how many times did we go see movies, or have you we have you heard about people seeing movies, or have you experienced this yourself, where you're at a movie and it's there's some kids there, and you're like, why the f is there a kid here? What shitty ass parent let their kid in this theater? Like, I remember when Saw movies were big and I was in there, it was a like a 10 o'clock showing there, a bunch of kids in there. I'm what, what sort of parent does that? I mean, if you want to introduce your kids to horror, fine, whatever. But taking your kids to a late night gore fest, uh, maybe not. Or how many parents walked out of Deadpool with their kids going, this was a comic book movie. What's with all this? What's with all the swearing and death? It's like, are you a idiot so i wonder if we're going to hear stories like this where a parent is taking their kids to see this movie They're like oh what's going on so i'm going to put out a call when this movie comes out and if you hear about anyone you know doing this i would like you to slap them in the face open hand slap like you are jaja gabor and they're a cop okay and if you get that reference you're old like me but you know what enough bitching about that um this movie looks funny i really think it does i think it looks enjoyable and raunchy it has Melissa mccarthy elizabeth banks maya rudolph who i like a lot especially mccarthy and banks it's directed by brian henson that's right jim henson's kid uh, the writers are no one big they haven't worked on anything that i know of but um you know what this looks this looks funny and this is going to be a real easy one for you if you want to see this or not it, it should be simple me i want to see this question is do you so if you don't want to see this maybe bookshop or papillon are your pick for this week but for me my pick 
on my show is The Happy Time Murders. The Happy Time Murders get an 8.5 out of 11. There are several ways to raise money for a good cause. Some do it by running marathons. Some host high dollar dinners. And some just do it by clever internetting. We here at the Watch Your Mouth Podcast employ a different approach. Wall-to-wall filthy f***ing language. Go to a grocery store, I'm like, I know exactly what I need. I get in there, I'm like, Yeah, <laughs> the f*** yeah. did I even come here for? With our charity swear jar, every f***ed up utterance from our unfettered gobs is a dime in the right direction. The motherfucker's a mouth breather. Gaming, movies, life musings, it's all here. Served on a bed of f***s and garnished with a crown of Shut the f*** up! How the f*** did we get here? F*** all that, a jelly bean. So if you want to hear us do good things with bad words, check out the Watch Your Mouth podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Facebook, or online at wympodcast.com. And remember, swearing is caring, so watch your mouth. And with that, it is time for the question of the week. So if you remember, last week I asked what your boomerang movie was. And by that, I meant, what movie is it that you watch? And you're like, oh, yeah, that's a great movie. I forgot. And then you forget for a while. And about once a year, maybe a couple times more than that a year, it it comes back. And you know what movie is a great one? I should watch it. And you do. And you're like, oh, I'm so glad I did that. But it's not something that comes to your mind right away when someone goes, hey, name a great movie. We got one answer outside of this house. And that comes from Brian Q, who said, Barry Lyndon. It's not that I forget that I like it. It's just like Lawrence of Arabia. You have to make time to watch it because it's so long. And yeah, okay, I I see how that can can count as as a boomerang film. Can you tell I'm trying to make that term a thing? I really get your point. A movie that you you have to make time for. Like for me, two movies like that, including Lawrence of Arabia, would be Inception and Interstellar. Movies I really like, but you need time. So good answer on that one. And Anne answered, she said, Friends with Kids. This is a 2011 movie with Adam Scott, Jennifer Westfeld, Maya Rudolph, Chris O'Dowd, Kristen Wiig, and John Hamm. About two best friends who decide to have a child together while keeping their relationship platonic so they can avoid the toll kids can take on romantic relationships. And as for me, I'm cheating because it's my show. I do what I want. I have two. The first film is called Sneakers from 1992. I've brought that up a couple times. Uh, It's a film starring Sidney Poitier, Robert Redford, uh, David Strathairam, Dan Aykroyd, River Phoenix, Timothy Busfield, Mary McDonnell, and, uh, and Ben Kingsley. And it's really good. It's about a security pro finds his past coming back to haunt him when he and his unique team are tasked with retrieving a particularly important item. One of my favorite all-time movies, but it's not one that comes to mind. If you see me on the street going, hey, what's a great movie I should watch? I'm like, that won't come to mind right away. And the next movie is called The Proposal. This was a comedy from 2009 starring Sandra Bullock, Ryan Reynolds, Mary Steenburgen, Craig T. Nelson, Betty White, and Malin Ackerman. And I loved the movie. I saw I saw it randomly in the theaters. Um, I really forgot who I was with and why we saw this. And I loved it. And it's a movie I watch every year, but just like with sneakers, it's not one that comes to my mind a lot. So, ladies and gentlemen, we need a new question of the week. And I'm going to be really, really lazy. And so Anne helped me out with this one, but I made it even easier or uh, maybe not even easier. We'll see. Who's your favorite Muppet?
Of course, that question comes from the movie coming out, The Happy Time Murders. There are no actual Muppets in that, but it made me think about Muppets. So who's your favorite Muppet? And yes, this includes Sesame Street. Or if you can't think of a Muppet or a Sesame Street character, if you absolutely can't, any puppet. So you can go to Dark Crystal or or anything like that. So who's your favorite Muppet? If you can't pick one, who's your favorite puppet from a movie? Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is it for episode 101. Let's wrap this up with the housekeeping. You can find me on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, and any podcast app, as well as the Somewhat Nerdy website that is somewhatnerdy.com. I'd really appreciate it if you take a few minutes out of your day to give the podcast a rating. Thank you for everyone who's done it. Uh, I would love five stars if you haven't done it yet. Please give me five stars and then leave a comment. Tell me what you think I'm doing right. Tell me what you think I need to improve on. And then share the podcast. Word of mouth is how we grow here. And how do you reach me? That's a great question. Leave a comment for me on the Somewhat Nerdy website or Facebook page. Leave a comment on SoundCloud. Hit me up on Twitter and Instagram at BilliamSWN. Be sure to check out the Somewhat Nerdy Radio and Nerds of the Squared Circle podcasts also on the Somewhat Nerdy Podcast Network. Add the Watch Your Mouth podcast to that list of great shows to check out. Don't forget to check out the Somewhat Nerdy website for all of our latest blogs and news. And finally, my dear friends, my dear, dear listeners, my future fans, please remember that no matter where life takes you, no matter what your week has in store, just take some time to catch a flick. I'm Billion from Somewhat Nerdy signing off, and I'll see you in the future.